What's up, guys? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview entrepreneurs on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's guests are the Thrive on Life summer interns, Ishani Narwankar and Jake Allen. Both bring unique skill sets, yet are combined in their voracious attitude towards learning and the pursuit to becoming the best version of themselves. Ishani is currently an aerospace engineer at the University of Texas, while Jake recently dropped out from school in San Diego to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. Both have already left their marks on our brand, and I cannot wait to continue to see them grow and make an impact on everyone around them. So please give it up for Jake and Ashani, two young superstars in the making. What's up, y'all? So today on the podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different because it's now halfway through the Thrive on Life internship. So I'd love to introduce you guys to our interns, Jake Allen and Ashani. I don't want to mess your last name up, so I'll let you introduce yourself. (laughs) Ishani Narwanker. Awesome. Yeah. So (laughs) we're going to have a little conversation today about who they are, what they've been up to, how they got involved with Thrive, what they're doing at Thrive, and then what is actually fueling their passion right now. And maybe you guys can take a little bit of their experience here and apply it to your own life. So the first thing that we're going to discuss is... Let's see. So they're a little bit different. This is gonna this is gonna make it a little bit challenging because Ashani goes to uh, University of Texas and Jake is a recent dropout of where did you go in San Diego? Point Loma Nazarene University. Awesome. So both of them took a, a shot on Thrive, and I hope that they're enjoying this experience. But I'll let them speak to that. So the first question I have is. Throughout this first month, what has kind of been the most exciting thing or opportunity that you've had? So whoever, I'll, I'll point the question, so I'll let Ashani go first. Um, okay. Wow. Most exciting opportunity that I've had as a result of like being here. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be you did this at Thrive. Yeah, yeah. It could be, ooh, I had this conversation with this person or I got connected to this person. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can list multiple. Okay, I think just like, okay, so I ran a mastermind because like you encouraged me to do it. And the conversations that came off of that were pretty dope. Like I've been able to meet some really, really awesome college students who are really like, they just want to make the world a better place. Like they genuinely do and they're doing it. Like I can see it happening and they, they're so adamant in that goal. And I love being able to connect with kids from across the United States like that, it's insane. So you said you ran a mastermind. What did that look like? It was about, what was it, like two days of prep, just trying to figure out like what what was the topic that I wanted to discuss with everyone? Like how did I want to integrate everyone into it? Like I don't want it to be like a I'm talking at people. I want it to be like a we're learning from each other. Like we're all talking to each other. Um, so figuring out how would that work logistically, like online, because – obviously COVID. So how can you do that virtually? Um, And then creating like graphics and like captions and stuff like that to amplify it and to like market it and to like 
get people interested in, I kid you not, and thrive on life and like what we're trying to do here. So, And how did you end up getting those people into it in the first place? Yeah, which is another great opportunity I've had is like literally these are people who I've never talked to before in person, found them on LinkedIn randomly, and I just started conversations with them that way. It was so dope. Just the fact that like a lot of people think it's so much harder to connect with people, but it's really like, it's really simple. It can literally be as simple as sending a connect like on LinkedIn and adding a small personal note, like one line being like, hey, I know you're really interested in this. Me too. Let's chat. So dope. That's awesome. So before we head over to Jake, what is one piece of advice? So it sounds like you started a couple things as you're here this summer. What is one piece of advice you have for some other interns out there that might have some ideas that what they want to start? What, what do you recommend that they do? Just start like literally. Okay. That's such a, like people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll just start. But literally like right now, if you're listening to this, make an Instagram account and like hold yourself accountable to it. Like start posting little by little every day. And if it's not something you can use an Instagram account for, okay, that's fine. Make a Squarespace. They have a 14 day free trial, make your website, like start now, literally use this opportunity to like open up your computer and start it because that's when you start to get the ball rolling and things start to happen. So. Awesome. I love that. I know Jake is a huge fan of just starting. We forced him kind of to make a, uh, his first video on just starting. So in, in your eyes for the first, let's see, we're in week five, I think. What was some of the most exciting things that you've kind of worked on or opportunities that you've been involved in? Yeah, I mean, there's so many, but I'd say for me, probably the most exciting was getting to spend a whole Thursday modeling on a boat. That was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty sick. Have you ever modeled before? I have not. No, I was not even planning on it. <laughs> I just showed up and then found myself shortly after, you know, holding cliff bars and modeling for cliff bar and just like pictures are dope though too (laughs) yeah so we're going to be releasing some of these so shout out john scotty yeah (laughs) john john scotty and jasmine crush it on this photo shoot but what you learned there was kind of like our our thing at thrive is not having any labels or titles and we kind of just all do it all and we're attracted uh to people that can do it all and it was cool to see jake kind of get out of his shell a little bit and literally crush I mean, I think you have a career in modeling if you really want to go there. All right, all right. But <laughs> let, the, let the audience know a little bit more about yourself and kind of like what intrigues you and what, what gets you fired up. Yeah, so um, like CJ said, I'm a proud member of uh, Dropout University. Um, I dropped out this past spring. Um, Why'd you drop out? I dropped out just because, I mean, there's a multitude of reasons, but I just found that school wasn't really filling me up. And that, I mean, simply, it just wasn't necessary to my life. Like, everyone f- feels like from, like, the time they're a little kid that school, college, that is, is, like, a necessary part of their life. It's, like, the next stepping stone to getting to, you know, on the path that society uh, lays out for you. And, like, you feel like you have to do that. And for me, like, I felt like I didn't have to do it, but it also just wasn't supporting me. And it wasn't supporting where I wanted to be, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. And so I realized that that just wasn't somewhere I needed to be. And uh, I just needed to find something different. When was the first thought that like this wasn't for you? Probably a couple months into my first semester. Do you, was there anything vivid that you remember? Or was yeah, it actually. Like- um, so I started out my first semester as a commercial music major. And I was in this choir class. It was like a requirement. And 
I already didn't really like it, but I had my choir teacher or professor or whatever. He, he told me one day, he was like, yeah, I just don't think you can sing and I don't really want to work with you on it. And I was like, isn't that why I'm paying what I'm paying you for? <laughs> you know, I, That's and, crazy. and that was kind of when I was like, okay, something, something's off here. So I was contemplating a bunch. That was when I met UCJ and we talked and then ended up going back for the second semester. So I switched majors. I switched to a business major. And one of the first days of class, my business professor, he said, well, you're going to work the same exact job for the next 40 years of your life if you're even lucky enough to retire. So you better pick something you like. And I was like, okay, these aren't the kind of people. And what was everyone's reaction? Everyone's just like, oh yeah, he's right. People just laughed and were like, oh yeah, that's how life is. People just accepted it. And that was when I was like, this isn't an environment that I want to be in. And this isn't the kind of people I want to surround myself with. These aren't the kind of people I want speaking into my life. Especially I, not paying for. No, like, especially not. I'm not trying to pay It's that not much. like you're hanging around people that, like you're literally paying that guy to talk to you and tell you that your life is going to be miserable for the next 40 years. Like exactly. when, when I, I remember vividly, for me, when I realized that that lifestyle wasn't for me, I, I did finish college, but it was a little bit different eight years ago. It was when... I was a systems and industrial engineer and we're taking manufacturing classes and we literally would go to internships and we would see the principles and the processes that were in these plants now. And we go back and we learn from books that were from the eighties and nineties and those principles don't apply anymore. And we're literally telling our teacher, Hey, like this is not how it works anymore. And he's like, take it up with the Dean. And I was just like, what the hell? Like literally he doesn't even care that he's just getting paid to research and do his thing. And then he's just doing what he's told. And then the Dean is probably doing what they're told from a financial standpoint. So yeah, it's super frustrating, but you're out now and you're crushing it. We'll jump back into a shiny story a little bit. You mentioned, I kid you not run us through what that is. So, well, I want, I want to know the full story too. So oh, like, okay. one of the questions I asked her was she has this brand called I Kid You Not. And the first thing I ask is like, what does that even mean? So give us the full story. Yeah. So growing up, like I've always loved learning. Like I've always been like super like I want to apply my knowledge though. That's the thing. So for me growing up, I loved projects and like in class, whenever we had to do certain things where we would get out of our seats and do something, like that made me excited. That's where I was like, oh, that's why I'm here to do that. So when like science fairs came around and like everybody knows, like when you're in elementary school, like those things become mandatory, right? Like a lot of students, they, they were just like, uh, it's another thing we have to do. But for me, like I was super, I don't know really how to explain it, but like I was that kid that was so extra with my science fair project. Like, I remember very vividly. What does extra look like? So in fourth grade, I watched this YouTube video, like randomly about this guy who made a hot air balloon with a trash bag and some candles. I literally picked up whatever I was using. It was like my, my, my dad's laptop at the time. And I got, I got like, what, half an hour to use it. I picked it up. I ran to him. He's like, why are you running with my stuff? I was like, I'm going to do this for my science fair project. And he's like, okay cool. Like you're going to make that. Like, what do we need? And I was like, don't worry, we have everything. And he's like, okay, even better. Right. And that just kept building up like every year. And I remember in eighth grade, science fair stopped being mandatory. Um, they were optional. I was the only kid in my grade that did science fair. 
and like represented my school at a state science fair. And it wasn't because like I wanted to represent my school at a state science fair because I like was really in like I wanted to make things. And that's why I'm in engineering. And in high school, like I just leveled them up. My grandma had um, Parkinson's. So ever since like finding out about that, I wanted to make things that were going to help people feel better in their daily lives and to like help them do normal things. So that's what I started to do. I literally started to design, prototype, 3D print, wherever I could like go to do these things for free, I would do it. I learned a lot of this stuff by myself, like soldering, like I taught it to myself through YouTube, like YouTube university. That was my, like, that was my university. And the reason why I'm at UT is because of like the makerspace and stuff like that. But getting back into, I kid you not, like I realized that too many people leave learning at the door of schools. Like life is about learning. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear like Jake's like perspective on this as well as like learning is so much better outside of the classroom, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Like the reason why I, I agree, like you could totally drop out of school is because we have these, you can literally teach yourself anything what is these? you want. What do you point out? Right phones. <laughs> yeah. This is audio. So we, we have phones in our pockets. You have like all the information you need right here. I taught myself how to do these things. Jake is teaching himself how to do these things. Like. I want kids to understand that you, whatever you're passionate in, follow that passion project. And so I kid you not for me was my passion project. I want to show people that like, I want to develop mentally, spiritually, academically, and try all these different things. I want to do mindfulness challenges. I want to learn how to do digital art. I'm not just an engineer. So that's how it started. And now I'm like, I want to teach other people how to do this because you can have so much fun. You can have so much more clarity. I've had so much more clarity while doing this. So it's funny you brought out soldering. Have you ever heard of Arduino? Yes, I love Arduino. Okay, I'm like gonna geek out. Like I love Arduino's so, uh, Raspberry Pis. So uh, we're gonna go back to my college days, and so my senior project was to uh, work with my team and create a conveyor belt type scenario where we're using lasers and building imaging where it could detect particles in vials and no um, just a bunch of different stuff. And I had to use Arduino to like start the, I had to code Arduino to start the conveyor belt. And then also I used literally an, a fish tank filter. I had to chop off the like filter tubes and attach it to be my pump. And then I went to Home Depot and like took a Home Depot bucket, cut a hole in it, attached the, oh. the filter to it. And then what it would do is the, the conveyor belt would start and then uh, a vial would stop underneath the filter. And then the two, depending on whether two lasers or one laser got tripped would fill one milliliter or two milliliter. Like that was my part of the project. And then it was also image processing later on down the project. And then another part of the project was if it was a defective vial, someone had to build an arm to like grab the, um, vial. So it just made me laugh that you were like doing those things. Cause I was way more fun. Then yeah. like lear- like hearing about it. I just remember being in my parents' basement soldering Arduino boards to get this thing to work. Um, so it was pretty funny that you said that. Yeah. But I love what you said about how you're you're all these things, and I think that's something that ki- a lot more. You you guys aren't kids, but like kids younger than you coming up before college need to hear, and it's one reason why I'm so obsessed with education and educating our youth in that you're not just this bucket. Like there's not a bucket that you're going to end up in where it's like you're an engineer or you're a doctor or this, like there's so much more to you than that. And I think our society does a piss poor, terrible job of 
validating people in that way. They only validate you in if you go down the path and you get the straight A's, like, let's validate you. But if you're the kid that like likes to try a bunch of different things, it's like, why are you the weird kid that's all over the place rather than like, why can't you sit still and just do this one thing? So I know that Jake also has a brand that kind of goes into this area. So run us through, you run a brand called Into the Uncomfortable. When was the first ideation around creating this brand? Yeah, so this really started, let's say probably last, maybe the end of January, February, around then. So this was right after I'd gone back for the second semester of college. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm for sure leaving. I'm not coming back. I'm going to fin- finish the semester and I'm done. But as I was like going through this, I was realizing what an uncomfortable situation this was. I didn't know what else I was going to do. I had pressure from my parents and even from myself of like, okay, well, I don't have a plan. What's next? And it was just a very uncomfortable thing. And so I was like, well, I like writing. I've never liked it when I've had to do it for school, but you know. <laughs> um, None of us have. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Except Slim Foo. Right. <laughs> but you know, like, and so I was like, okay, I'll start a blog. And I sat on the idea for probably about a month. And then I finally decided, okay, enough of this. I'm gonna, kind of like what Ashani touched on a little bit ago, was I'm going to commit myself to it. Um, and just like I bought a domain name. I bought the domain name Into the Uncomfortable, which to backtrack a little bit, the name comes from, so I was going for originally just Uncomfortable, but there was already like an Uncomfortable blog. And I was like, okay, I got to find some different twist on this. And then it just kind of came to me one day. I was listening to this song. It's called Doing Me by, his name is Mikey Mike. Um, Not Marky Mark? no. no. <laughs> Common mistake, but no. <laughs> Hip-hop legend. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and it, he says, um, it's kind of a conversational song, but he says, it's like his mom talking to him, and it's like, well, don't you want to be comfortable? And he says, no, I want to be uncomfortable. I want to be scared out of my head and lost out of my mind. Like, I want to fall in love a few thousand times. Like, he's just talking about living this extraordinary life. And it just came to me, like, diving into the uncomfortable. It's t- about taking that leap of faith and diving into something deeper and greater. And like, it's unknown. It's completely unknown, uncharted waters. And it's uncomfortable. But growth can only be found through the discomfort. I think this works better anyway, because just like you said, diving into the uncomfortable, yeah. like like if you just were uncomfortable, like what does that mean, right? Yeah. It's like, now you have like diving into the uncomfortable, jumping into the uncomfortable, getting into the uncomfortable mm-hmm. like you there's just so many riffs and plays exactly. that you can have on it so your marketing and your branding can thrive as they would say yeah. <laughs> in the long run because there's so many ways you can go about it so you had the blog and you started that blog and kind of like what was your first rendition of what this thing looks like yeah so when i did my first post i mean i really had no idea what i was doing i never really read blogs i knew nothing about the blogging scene or where this was going. I was just some kid stuck at college, not wanting to be there, ready to drop out. And I was honestly, it was kind of like a diary. It was kind of like a journal. I didn't really even know what to talk about. But in my first post, I just talked about kind of my mission for it. And essentially that was just to be like as raw and authentic as I could be, because I felt like I had so much fakeness around me, so much artificial, like I felt like I'd been betrayed. Because I felt like society my whole life told me this was how you should do this. This is how this should go. And then I was like, wait, this isn't right. This isn't for me. And 
And so, that's the, the issue becomes like, this isn't for me, but what is exactly and where is and why is so you were kind of, it sounds like you're kind of building when you don't find it for yourself, you build it, you build exactly. the solution. I'm just playing off of you. But yeah. in my eyes, that's kind of like what it is, is like, you didn't necessarily know where was for you, what was for you, who was for you. So you started this brand that kind of solved that problem for yourself and run us a little bit through like what that led to in the beginning. Like, did anyone notice or was anybody reaching out to you or kind of like, how did your life progress once you started that blog? Yeah. So I immediately had people reaching out to me. You know, I mean, I had, I lived in a dorm at the time. And so I had all my friends were like, yo, dude, this is sick. This is so cool that you're doing this. And so it was like really big at first and then it slowed down, kind of lost traction. And I feel like that's when most people would then give up and they'd be like, okay, well, Never mind. I'm not getting the same attention I was when I first started this thing. Time to walk away, find something else. But like, I'm super grateful that I kept going and I progressed through it because like, even now, like I have people reaching out to me all the time. Like I'm thinking of dropping out. Like, I don't think school's for me. Can you tell me like about your story, how that's been for you? And then I have people too, all the time, just telling me like, dude, you're like Instagram stories or when I'm having a bad day, I see your stories and they lift me up. It's, I guess, kind of cliche to like talk about that, but it seriously, like that's so much encouragement to keep going. I made a video a couple of weeks ago talking about finding your why and like how you keep going. And for me, that's really my why. My mission in Into the Uncomfortable is to create a community of like-minded individuals that are pushing one another into the unknown, just into the uncomfortable. And so hearing that I'm able to help other people encourages me because I know that through me helping them, that's going to create a ripple effect and they're going to help other people and so on and so on. And to me, like, that's what really motivates me and pushes me, even when sometimes it's really tough, you know? And it's, it's great that you build a brand around like into the uncomfortable means like you keep going even when you can't see what's around the corner. So that's what can keep you going as well. And like, I don't think it's cliche to say that like when people start reaching out and are impacted by what you're doing only because we lack that in our culture and our society where you think, what am I really doing? Like I just posted right. a couple of blogs and people reach out, but that shows you that there's such a need for realness and authenticity and a genuine culture that people are reaching out just because you started something because so many people are thinking about it, but how many people are actually doing it? Mm-hmm. Not that many. Now, here's the next level to that. And we walk through with Fayez with this. Now, even more so, there's a lot of people that think, and then there's a little bit less people that do, mm-hmm. but how many people actually stick with it for years when they don't see anything? And that's where, like, Thrive on Life, I built this brand for to be a lifelong company and brand. And what gets you through those, that first year, two years, three years, is realizing, like, yeah, I don't even deserve anything major for these first couple years, because I believe in this so much that I just want to impact people each and every day. And if I'm doing that, then I'm just going to keep going. And that's where for you, like going into the uncomfortable led to multiple, multiple opportunities that you couldn't even see just because you just kept going. And I love that you said most people drop off and we've just been in in a society where if you don't get the carrot, like so many people all they do is do the work to get the carrot. They do the work to get the grade. They do the work to get the salary. They do the work to get the bonus, but they don't do the work to do the work versus we're surrounding ourselves with people that 
Jake, can you do a shoot photos? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Can you do video? I got it. Can you hop on a podcast? Yeah, I got it. Right. Surrounding yourself with people that just love the process and that eventually turns into the world that we want, that we dream of right now becomes reality. So next question I have for y'all is what is something that you maybe have struggled with before starting the internship? Whereas now you kind of like don't struggle with it as much or even pay attention to. So we'll hop back to Ashani. What is something that you've struggled with prior to coming to this internship? And then after four weeks, you're kind of pushed it to the side or squashed it. Yeah, I think I've said a couple like leading up to this, but one for sure is like doing things for me, like rather than doing them for other people. I think what's really cool is actually Jake and I, like both of our stuff started at a place of like, this is just for me to document it for me. And it's actually really awesome that both of our things started like that because I think in the long run, when we get those like lower moments, it's easier to stick with because we're like, this isn't actually for them anyways, it's for me. So like understanding that a lot of the times we think we're doing things for us, like we think we're going to college for us, we think we're getting a job for us, but then when you sit with it and you start to have these light bulb moments like you had, like in class when literally someone was telling you, uh, if you, like, I, I know you're paying me, but like, I don't really want to help you. Like, but when you start to realize like, wait a minute, who am I? Not what am I? That's what I realized. It's like, don't, don't ask what you want to be. Ask who you want to be. Then you'll start to realize like, first of all, am I even on the right track? I realized I was in my way. Like I was literally in my way of becoming. What does in your way look like? So I've always said, like, that's the thing is like people get on this like record thing. Like, oh, I want to help people. Oh, I want to do this. Like getting in my, my way was literally me realizing that I've always said that I want to help people. Okay. What does that look like? Well, what are my core values? Well, my core values are generosity, not necessarily with material things, but with my time, with my effort, with my gratitude. Okay. Now, what am I doing right now that's actually putting that core value out? Um, nothing really. Okay. So like, how can I be generous with my effort, my time, my gratitude? I can start, I kid you not. I can really go into this level of like, these are my reflections. Here they are. I'm trying to be grateful for what I have and use it properly and show other people that we have so many things at our disposal, use them properly to help yourself. Okay. Like now I'm doing that. As soon as I start to gain traction and I think maybe Jake could probably like piggyback off of this. I realize like literally like we have the tools, like I said it already, like we have the tools, like what is stopping us? And you say this all the time, like what is stopping you from making a hundred thousand dollars doing what you love? Nothing. You are. It, it's weird like the, the easiest way to think about it is is there someone else out there that is doing what they love and making a hundred thousand dollars so many people yeah i mean there's people out there doing what they love and making a hundred million dollars yeah so what it really comes down to is okay where is that person how did they do it who did they surround themselves with what idea did they have and how do i replicate yeah. the same processes implement them into my own life and then eventually it might take a year, it might take two years, and they take however long, but it happens. Your life becomes that. So if I'm going to give a synopsis of kind of yeah. like what you're saying, it's just believing in the fact that what you want out of your life, you are capable of. And mm -hmm. what I grew up with was 
I had all these ideas and all these things I wanted to do. Like, I want to be a pro athlete. I want to be an engineer. I want to do all these different things, right? And you have people that say, oh, that's impossible. You can't do, you can't you can't do, do all of it. Yeah, that's right? what people say, yeah. And it's just like, why not? Like, I'm going to be around for 70, 80, 90, 100 years if I'm lucky, right? Because at any moment, it could be your time. But you start listening to those people because those are the only people around you. That's the majority, you're and like, what you're yeah, seeing now right. is that there's this hidden population of people that don't follow those rules. So if you look in the startup scene here and like all the people like Shani was on two calls today with other people and Jake's taking a call after this, when you start surrounding yourself with these people that don't play by those rules and their processes are a little bit different, you start seeing like, it's not that we're extremely different. It's not like if I walked into a corporate office, like those people are any lesser or I'm any greater or likewise vice versa. It's just the fact that when I say I'm going to do something, I do it and I just get started on it yeah. versus the other people are like, what am I going to do to make it look good for my boss? So I get the raise rather the startup person is like, what am I going to do to actually make the impact? I know it's going to be work, but I enjoy the work and be a better me and like be a better me because yeah. I have finite amount of time on this earth. And what is cooler than just like optimizing yourself to be better, like than you were yesterday, that 1% better methodology. So I love how you brought that, brought that up. And it's been awesome to watch you grow even within the past, I mean, four weeks you go from you're entering to you're running masterminds, you're on podcasts, you're hosting calls, you're doing content, you're making PowerPoint presentations for people that are older than you. That's awesome. So congrats on that breakthrough. Now, Jake, what were some of the things that kind of like were going through your head before? Because I'll give a preface of, I didn't tell them, I didn't tell either of them like what this internship was about. I did the same thing to Hamza um, because the way that we do things here is the first day or two, I asked them what do they want to do rather than the preconceived notion that I have in my head that they should be doing for Thrive because I don't believe that when we're younger and we want to try these other things, I want to give them the opportunity to try these experiences and to meet people that can unlock something for them. So I have a pretty good network here in Austin. And then we also have a lot of resources with camera gear, audio, everything, you name it, a gym downstairs, like whatever it is that floats your boat, I try to make it happen for people. And we really just pose them with the question of what is it that you want to do? What do you want to learn? Because I know that's what they're going to get the most out of this experience. It's only 10 weeks. Uh, if, if they learn and grow in a way that they're fired up about. So for Jake, coming into this, what are some of the problems that you might have had on a day-to-day -day basis that kind of now like have washed away? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things was like learning that busyness doesn't necessarily take care of business. You could wake up and then from the time you're, you wake up to the time you go to bed, you could be working all day. But if you don't actually get the important things done, you know, it, it's wasted essentially. So um, in your eyes, what would, what do you think the average person is doing that would be considered busy versus business? Oh man. I mean like. It could be so ground level. It could, it could be anything. Don't overthink it. Yeah. It definitely varies from like person to person. But I think one of the biggest things where people struggle is just not necessarily time blocking and people will just have all these different things that they know they need to get done this day. They just have this big checklist. Um, and they're just like, there's not actually setting aside the right time to do it. So like, 
instead of just saying like, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to sit down and do this. And whatever I get done, I get done. Whatever I don't, that can wait till tomorrow. They instead are like, have all these things jumbled on them and they're, they're stressed out and they feel like they have this heavy load on their back because they have no organization to it. They have no, no like, um, uh, foundation to, to build off of. Um, and so, yeah, they're staying busy all day, but then that leads to fatigue and then they're, they're bored. So they're checking their phone. They're scrolling through social media, still not getting anything done. And then before they know it, Oh, it's bedtime. And did I get anything done today? No. Why do you think that is? Watch Netflix too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And they're like, Oh, screw it. (laughs) Yeah. 12 hours of COD, just like we were talking about your friend doing earlier. Right. Um, what, what do you, why do you believe people are naturally like that? I think it's because a lot of people just don't know any other way. Boom. You like, answer that question. Why though? Because if you think back to like, I don't know about where you guys went to high school, but I went to high school and you had, we had eight classes a day. Yeah. Like, why am I learning eight different exactly. things? I should be learning deep and narrow. Like our brain is not meant to handle eight 45 minute classes and then a lunch break and a study hall. Like I didn't even know. It was just like so much flying at you. And then what happens is you get used to it. So when things aren't flying at you, you feel depressed and you mm-hmm. feel down. So we've gotten to the point where like you don't feel stressed and you are sitting alone with yourself. That's stressful in itself. Mm-hmm. So this is where like people can't meditate. They can't sit here without their phones because we've literally bred a society that you have seven classes a day and like that is determined as productive, right? Yeah. But when you break that down and you narrow that down to like, True productivity is fulfillment Mm. in your life. Like that's being productive. So if you do one thing and your day was, and you fulfilled what you wanted to do that day, that was a productive day. So for instance, if you're a mom, right? And you have two kids and this is where like when you get older in life, it's like you have people that are married, they work, they have kids. There's so much coming at them still. But in today's day and age, like if you're a mom, your productive day could be, okay, I got through the day and my kids are happy, they're healthy, that was productive. Mm-hmm. But the problem we have is, okay, someone else views that as like, well, why didn't you work on top of that? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Or the opposite is we're at this corporate job and it's just like this competitive nature that we've brewed in schools with trying to get grades. When you get into a job setting, it's I'll do whatever it takes work longer. I'll show up before my boss. So if my boss shows up at 7 a.m., I'm going to show up at 6.30 because they're equating time spent, and I'm putting quotes here for anybody I can't see, uh, time spent, quote unquote, to productivity. So I used to see this all the time in the corporate world. With my, when I was an intern, it was who could stay there the longest and sit at their desk. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't fucking productive. Why are we doing this? So I was kind of like the black sheep where I would get my shit done and then ask my mentor boss like hey i got this done can i leave like i i like to go work out and do these other things do you have anything else and he'd be like no go ahead so i'd leave at three and then some of the other interns would be like commenting like you're leaving already and i'm like yeah i got my stuff done like i got done what needed to get done for that day quicker than you did because you're just sitting here doing nothing um but at the end of the day i think it's brewed and bred from the minute we're five we get into his kindergarten and we go first through 12 and we have to raise our hand to go to the bathroom. 
That's we, weird. If like we, if yeah, you think about that, we have we literally <laughs> our lives so are determined by other people, hmm. yeah. and we're forced into a twenty to thirty person classroom where if you raise your hand and you're wrong, they laugh at you. So you either don't ever raise your hand, or you're so anxious and you study so hard that you always raise your hand because you want to be the teacher's pet, right? And get everything right. There's no happy medium. Everyone's kind of like competing against each other. You get into the real world. It's the same thing. How do you buy the house faster than your friend? How do you get married? How do you have the kids? How do you have the car? And they never really think to themselves, is this even productive to what I want out of life? Am I even fulfilled? So the way that I kind of look at it is you guys are kind of starting in this realm of, Ashani, you mentioned it earlier, of doing things for you. That's fulfillment. So you're feeling more productive. You might not get as many things done in the day, quote unquote, but you're feeling more fulfilled. So that productivity just follows that. So we'll, I know Jake's got a meeting after this, so I don't want to take too much of his time. So we'll wrap up. What are you looking forward to most with this last half of the year? So we're just about finishing up July. Um, So we got about five and a half ish months left before it's 2021. And obviously 2020 has had its, hiccups but what are you looking forward to most last half of the internship and then rolling off into the rest of the year i think like yeah keeping the light bulb lit and um sparking that for others like continuing my masterminds like making them consistent once a month continuing the book club like i have people now helping with me which is really dope and like making learning fun for everybody what was my challenge to you earlier before we hopped on here Yeah. So your challenge was to make it so that, and you and Jake kind of both chimed in is like, make it so that I don't have an option for that light bulb not to turn off. So continue to run my masterminds once a month, keep that running. And, uh, was it, you, you said that like in a year I could continue to like run this as I'm doing, as I'm having to go to classes and all these things, like just to keep the ball rolling. And when that year comes up, you then position yourself not as the intern anymore or not as the person that is seeking an internship, but what? Seeking an intern, someone who can intern for me. Yeah. Because it's, it's there. (laughs) It's, it's, you're already there. So one of the things we, we always talk about is again, like the uncomfortable. And that's why Jake's brand hits so hard with all of us around us is in your head, you're like, okay, next year you're 19, you're 20 how could I have an intern? Right. But like, why not? Why the hell not? Like your brand is already set up and you're already talking to people to help you and potentially partner on these projects. So one of the challenges I gave Ashani after this kind of rolls off is to continue growing her, her brand. And then next year, instead of seeking validation from other people, give to others because she already has this brand where she can grow this thing into something and she could be the one that's giving to other interns and managing and mentoring. Obviously, if that's something that you want to do, we're here to support. If that's not, that's whatever makes you fulfilled, right? That'd be super dope. So we'll end with Jake before he rolls off into his meeting. Busy B. (laughs) (laughs) Business B. Because we ain't busy over here. But yeah, what what are you looking forward to to kind of roll into the last half of this and then afterwards? Yeah, so for the last half of this... um, internship i would say is just mainly just learning more growing more being open to whatever's thrown my way you know like cj said like yesterday uh so we were out shooting some content 
and we got there and he just hands me a camera and he's like, Hey, take pictures. And, and what was your first question? You're kind of, you were kind of like, well, what do you want me to like, yeah. what do you, is there anything special you want me to do? And like, what was my response? <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such good pictures too. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. He crushed it. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, more openness to just whatever's thrown my way. And then honestly, it's kind of a weird one, but after this internship, it's uncertainty because, you know, after this, I don't have a college to go to. I don't have a class schedule set up. I got life, you know, and in a way it's kind of terrifying because I don't know exactly what it looks like, but at the same time, it's so exciting. I'm just so excited for what's next. And I'm excited to look back on this, you know, <laughs> little Jake. So yeah, I don't know. Uncertainty. I don't have a lot to say on it, but. No, that's, that's, know. that's fine. I like, how, I like that word, honestly, because like yeah. you two sitting on this couch in front of me was uncertainty. Like yeah. where, where Thrive is going is uncertain. Like, I mean, you guys okay. see me every single day. I have ideas and visions and kind of navigating right, right. the ship. But in reality, do we know where the hell we're going? No. I'm just more concerned, do we have the right people on the ship to get exactly. to wherever that exactly. land is? And when I get to that land, am I going to be fulfilled? So right now, that's 100% yes. And that's something that you can lean in towards is it's so much better to be uncertain than to be certain about a path that you hate. Mm. And that's so many people out there. Mm. Is like They show up to a job every single day that they do not like. And they're certain that the next day is going to be the same thing. <laughs> like, so you're rolling into, and this is, e again, easier said than done. I'll say it a million times with a lot of different things. But it's more fulfilling to kind of be uncertain and unsure about your future because that leaves magic. Like magic can happen. Yeah. But if you're certain that you're not going to like the next day and you're not doing anything about it, that's 99% of the people out there. And you, you both have already defeated that demon at such a young age and i applaud you for that and i'm super grateful that you guys both took a chance on hams and i and joining the squad and figuring it out all out because i mean we're just a group of uncertain people i mean we were having the 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 finance lunch and learn that we had earlier that hams and i threw together in like an hour span because we're uncertain with what should go in it? Who's going to get value from this? <laughs> Where's this going to go next week? But that's more exciting than showing up to somewhere you're not feeling fulfilled. You're having people limiting your beliefs. You're having people downplaying your capabilities. So again, if there's anybody else out there listening to this that relates to Jake and Ashani, please connect with them. So where can they find you at? We'll start with Ashani. Yeah. So you can find me at two places on LinkedIn. Well, you can Find me on LinkedIn at Ishani Narwanker. And then on Instagram at ikidyounot.in or ishani.narwanker. And you just built a website. Oh, yeah. And my website. Sorry. I just I just released my website, ikidyounot.org. Check it out. All of our event details are going to be on there. Jake's going to be leading a mastermind coming up. So we are going to, yeah. It looks amazing. It's yeah, going to be awesome. Us. And where can they find you at, Jake? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at jake underscore allen the l's are ones it's uh you know the perks of having a common name <laughs> um and then also at end of the uncomfortable and then end of the uncomfortable.com awesome well thank you guys so much for hopping on the podcast today i really loved all your answers and again anybody else out out there listening it doesn't even matter if you're a student if you're a dropout 
young professional. There's a lot you can take from the wisdom that they they both shared. And one of the major things that you guys talked about that hit home with me today is leaning into doing things for you. And I think that anyone at any age can relate to this from whether you're a kid, you're a parent, you're a grandparent. We tend to try to pour from an empty glass and that's literally physically impossible. Mm. So if you're listening to this right now, figure it out. I talked about it today uh, a little bit on my IG story. What did you love to do when you were a kid? What filled your cup when you were a kid, whether it was sports, whether it was art, whether it was drawing, whether it was ceramics, musicianship, whatever. Um, What filled you up learning and do more of that because that's what the world needs. You're going to figure out that you're going to show up in a better way, whether it's to your job, your relationships, yourself, and that's what's most important. And that's what we try to inspire here at Thrive on Life. And I will leave you guys with one last thing where we are creating this creative network on a platform called Mighty Networks. And if anyone out there is into content creation, whether it's videography, photography, anything, design, music, you just want to be more creative and do the things kind of that I just talked about. We have a group that's now approaching over 100 people. We, we run uh, weekly lunch and learns and we can get you connected with people that are going to support your goals and the things that you want to achieve in life. So do not hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you and kind of get you connected with anybody that can be of support to your goals and your dreams. That's what we're all about. But until next time, thank you for listening. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. Thrive on y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. On behalf of our small team behind the scenes and myself, thank you so much for listening to another one of our Thrive on Life episodes. The time you spend with us is very much appreciated. As mentioned before the show, our mission is always to help those around us get better. We fully understand that we can go so much further in life together as a team, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. So if you're interested in joining our community, please head to thriveonlife.com and join our Mighty Network. Within this network, you will find a diverse group of people that is on a mission of self-improvement. Within each improvement we make as individuals, we can then be of service to this world and help it get better as a whole. What's awesome is we've already had people make new friends, receive job offers, and collaborate on new business and creative opportunities. But most importantly, within this group, you will be guaranteed the ability to learn, grow, and share experiences with other like-minded individuals. This aspect is critical to our world becoming a better place for everyone, and we are proud of our group because it represents this. For other updates on the podcast community and business, please join our weekly mailing list. We'd love to hear from you. And before I leave you, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.